0: Deviance has an impact on all of our lives. The way that we view the world around us, our safety issues, um, how we connect with other people, being able to trust the individual that we meet on the street, or someone new that comes to our church, or someone that we interact with at the workplace. We have an element of fear in our culture today. Uh, We are always very cautious with who we talk to, how much information we give out. Um, Everyone's willing to help us, and oftentimes we think they're willing to help us by putting their hand in our pocket and taking something. Um, Whether it's uh, an electronic device you have that keeps track of every place you go or someone posting on um, their Facebook page that they're heading out of town for three weeks. We realize that by giving out too much information, by putting ourselves in dangerous situations, we can be harmed because the world is full of people who choose to not play by the rules. When we look at different sociological theories, um, we talk about Uh, functional analysis. We have law enforcement and their function is to keep people obeying the rules. Uh, We will have people that organize and run gangs and in their sense their function is to teach or train people to break or push the rules. Um, You'll have someone that may choose to go to Las Vegas and see the shows and you have someone else that goes to Las Vegas and chooses to gamble. Um, Of the people choosing to gamble you have some that say they're going for fun and you have others that are trying to figure out how to push the limits, break the rules and maybe get by with something. Uh, So when we look at deviance and the impact it has, there's so many aspects to think about. The law enforcement system, the court system, um, people whose jobs depend on people breaking the rule or they wouldn't be employed. Uh, My background before coming to teach at the university and and working in ministry was working with court-involved youth. Uh, Trying to find out from them why do you want to push the limits? What do you get out of this? Um, I'm always talking to them about the choices that they made and how somehow it met a need for them and sometimes it was the family. The family would teach them how to maybe steal or how to be dishonest and it was more natural for them to look you in the eye and lie to you than to just come clean and and take ownership of their bad behaviors. Um, One client I worked with Uh, wanted uh, to hang out with friends over the weekend. One of the friends had lots of money, they were going to go get a hotel room, there was underage drinking, there was um, uh, drugs and other things. And when I heard about it and I contacted the mom, the mom's like, nope, my child was here with me all weekend long, I don't know where you got that information. And I had to rally the troops, get everybody together and talk to them to finally get both the youth and the parents to confess that yeah they really wanted to weekend out and they knew that with my facility that was against the rules but nothing really bad happened well the parents weren't even sure what really could have happened they wanted to do their thing and they wanted the kids to do their thing and they kind of wanted to leave me out didn't have hurt feelings i was fine with that but then when i'm saying to the parent on the other side when you don't want them to steal and you don't want them to cheat and you don't want them to sneak out in the middle of the night but you're reinforcing when it suits me and stealing helps bring something into the house or i have a guy over and i don't want you around here those behaviors are okay so one aspect of deviance is what may look bad for one society or culture may be fine for another uh, in, our, in our culture or community today there's that the slogan if an older woman dates a younger man she's a cougar now years gone by if an older woman was single she would be considered an old maid culture has kind of glamorized that. But then I say, if an older man wants to be with, sleep with or date a younger girl or younger woman, what do we call that? And the class will go, a pedophile. And I'll be, yeah, because those behaviors, we have defined them down as what is or isn't acceptable. Um, The chapter talks about taboo. It talks about those things that we think are rules that we should choose to um, live by and abide by. And if you choose not to live by that, how it can smack you in the face. We have all kinds of reality television programs now where people get on there and confess their deepest, darkest sins, and they end up yelling, fighting, screaming, punching each other, throwing chairs. And some groups call that entertainment. Um, But from that perspective, they get on those shows because they push the limits. They don't follow the rules. Um, And people that are kind of oppressed or who don't want to ever act out on those kind of situations watch the other people because they kind of live vicariously through that thought. Uh, my background working with court-involved youth took me into some pretty dark circles and some pretty dark groups of people but i always had in mind that many of those individuals i was interacting with probably had a child or maybe even themselves had been in a program like mine had been helped and not hurt had been supported through their issues and had been able to um... find some uh... some some acceptance and some healing from you know the services they got uh, with my, being married to a police officer, working with court involved youth, we realized that with crime the way it is and with people making bad choices, there may always be positions that we can work with if we can respect those people and, and that population and truly try to help them. And I can remember one of my clients going, If we all got better, you wouldn't have a job. And I laughed and said, You know what? I'm okay with that because there's about 20 other things that I can do that have nothing to do with working with court involved youth. And she was like, oh, Okay then, you know, I don't want to see kids on a negative path in life. We want to re-socialize them. We want to help them gain some understanding of themselves. What are their motivations, um, a depth or development of character to be able to make different choices. But, and I keep always using um, the word socialization, but if we are taught that it is normal to break the rules and someone comes along and says, don't break the rules we can either accept that new normal or we can fight it. Um, and so we have the court system, we have corrections. My background is working with teenagers that found themselves in juvenile hall. We call it the detention center. Um, I happen to be the proud um, parent of a 17 year old son who you know, would not want to ever break the law but would push limits. And I can remember saying to him, if you ever choose to break the law, if you ever get in trouble that way, and you go to the detention home, mom's not going to get you out of it. You know, mom believes that that's what you want, that's what you want, but I promise I'll visit you there on Sundays. And when he had a friend go to the detention home and he discovered there really were visitations on Sundays, I said, I was being honest with you. I'm not going to get you out. Your dad's not going to get you out. We want that kind of in the back of your head to be that conscience, not just the Holy Spirit, but that conscience too to say, oh my goodness, this could be me if it wasn't for the choices I made. Um, I worked with one college student at Liberty in a program we call Campus Serve and he was out in one of our um, housing projects working with two little boys and there was the gang presence within that housing project and you know we always talk to our students about being cautious but he had these two little boys out playing in a field and they had like butter knives from home and they were playing gang member and he remembered he wrote a paper for me talking about how it stunned him that these two little eight-year-old boys were kind of fighting each other and acting like gang members and that one of them explained to him how moms boyfriend was a gang member, and he wanted to teach this little boy how to live a gang life so that it would keep him alive. So from my student's perspective, he was stunned that anyone was teaching those life skills. But from the mother and boyfriend perspective, he was preparing him for life on the streets. He was preparing him to enter into a gang and be safe if that's what he needed to do. So when we're looking at deviance, it impacts us everywhere, whether it's terrorist, whether it's, you know, someone coming up asking you for money and it's a scam, Um, whether it's um, someone that's breaking into your car um, and stealing something from inside that belongs to you and you feel violated, whether it's someone who's trying to get your information off of the internet and then will will take it and use it for their own profit. Deviance is everywhere. We know as Christians it comes from our sin nature. It comes from the fact that people, as we talk about in, in sociology, they're normed to have more of what they want and they may not have the resources to gain those things. We talk about the strain theory where you want to have, you know, new shoes or a new jacket but then those things may cost a couple hundred dollars. You don't have a couple hundred dollars, so the best you can do is try to steal it from someone else because in your mind you feel like you deserve that. Um, And so when I would talk with families and I would try to work with their kids, I would talk about internal and external controls. You know, telling yourself no, internal control. The judge telling you no and putting you in lockup, external controls. So helping people understand what are the motivations for the decisions they make. Um, For us to be cautious when we walk through our daily lives and thinking about deviance from different perspectives. We can see crime as a whole. My job, my husband's job, is to see each individual that commits a crime as an being, an important being under um, God's creation. Uh, We talked about this in the very beginning of, of looking at sociology that We are called to see people through the eyes of Christ. Not what the world's done with them. Not the experiences they've had, but just the beautiful creation that they are and helping them picture themselves in that light also. When I would work with teenagers and they were trying to get as much trouble as they could because they didn't see themselves living past the age of 21, it stunned me. Now I'm old and I've lived through their lives and I've had kids that I just adored go into corrections for a lifetime because they've killed someone or been killed because a drug deal went bad and could see that they understood that um, their life was short because of the choices that they made. Um, Kids struggling with wanting to do the right thing and then sometimes their parents pressuring them to do something different just to get the family needs met. So deviance has a significant impact on us. We have to get up daily and make decisions for safety, make decisions to respect others and their property, um, to conduct ourselves in a way that both brings honor and glory to the Lord, but also that we can feel good about the choices we make. But on the other hand, being able to understand that the world has an element of sin that's always there, that there are populations who um, make their livelihood off of stealing, whether it's white collar crime, you know, whether it's um, someone that's embezzling from their company or it's the kid who walks into the teacher's classroom we had this here recently where they were doing bagel day and they were selling bagels to be able to benefit a ministry over in africa a group home for kids and the teacher had the the last of the bagels, selling them in her classroom and a student walked off with the whole bag of money that had a couple hundred dollars in it um you know such small things on one level impact so many because two hundred dollars and what it can accomplish here in Virginia and $200 and what it can accomplish in Africa. Significant differences. So opening our eyes, being honest, being um, observant, those are things that are important. All the silly things we learned as kids to lock the doors and put things away are important. But also understand that deviance serves a purpose in the sense of developing laws, setting limits, having good boundaries, teaching people to be more thoughtful in the behaviors that they have, how they conduct themselves, and how they um, interact with people in their community so that they can find um, both enjoyment and pleasures of life not living in fear, but also being cautious and careful. Um, Looking from the sociology perspective, there are so many positions out in the community of helping people, whether it's in their decision making, um, having ministry to those that have been harmed by people's bad choices, um, people who've been victimized, giving them support and helping them develop character. Deviance is such a huge aspect of the world that we work within and every individual in Christian ministry know that they have to reach beyond themselves to love other people, to see them through God's eyes and to show them the kindness um, that only God can give us in our hearts to help those people who make bad decisions, um, change the way they live their lives, how they conduct themselves and to um, develop a stronger and better character.